My guest today is Nancy Ridge, the founder and president of Ridge Innovate. Welcome to the Women in Tech Podcast, a special series of Heads in the Cloud episodes hosted by Michelle Licardi, President and Chief Revenue Officer of Star to Star. Welcome everyone to Heads in the Cloud. I'm Michelle Licardi, President and CRO of Star to Star, and I'm leading ongoing discussion with women in tech. My guest today is Nancy Ridge, the founder and president of Ridge Innovative. Before founding Ridge Innovative, Nancy was executive vice president at a leading master agency where she built a highly profitable partner program that focused on helping agent partners take a strategic approach to grow their business. Nancy is a trusted advisor to her clients with a laser focus on using technology to ensure they achieve their business outcomes. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. That's great. Well, today's topic is sort of near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's imposter syndrome, that feeling of not being qualified or in over your head. It seems to be disproportionately affecting high performers, especially women. Mm-hmm. So why do you think women deal with this so often? Um, well, you know, I will admit that I have my bouts with imposter syndrome as well. And I think some of this really goes back to conditioning for women. And I've talked about this with uh, ladies at the Alliance of Channel Women in the past. You know, we've had conversations around, you know, where do these things come from? And I think a lot of it starts with our conditioning. You know, when we're little girls, we're kind of conditioned to be perfect. You know, we are taught to be nice, to be behaved, to be cute to be helpful, you know, and when we're smart, you know, oh, she's so precocious, you know, that's been a kind of an ongoing standard for, for many women. And, you know, again, as young girls, we're taught to really trust other people's opinions of us. I think it starts there. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I, I can tell you, I've had bouts of it myself. So what do you think as leaders we can do to help those coming up? to overcome imposter syndrome? Well, I think really it it kind of comes down to, first of all, acknowledging that it is a thing Um, because there's still a lot of folks who don't know what it is, uh, a lot of women who don't know what it is, men as well, and they feel very isolated and alone in their feelings. And, you know, it really is a thing. So I think it's important to call it out, to kind of name that inner critic um, as something other than who we are and and also bring some facts to it. Instead, look at, you know, okay, what are those thoughts that might be coming into our minds that we're experiencing that are creating these feelings for us? Because remember, feelings start with thoughts. So I like that because that means we can break it down. You know, we can get beyond the feelings to the facts. And that way, with information, we as leaders, we can help people process it in a different way. You know, I I think that's really sage advice. You know, one of the things that I feel like, at least in the early part of my career, uh, as I felt like I was dealing a little bit with imposter syndrome, was a bit of gaslighting that I felt like I got from, you know, leaders around me, right? That if I wasn't perfect in some way, that that meant I couldn't be good enough in the future. I couldn't 
learn or lean into something. I don't know if that's anything that you've ever experienced and think maybe adds into this imposter syndrome. What do you think? Well, I think it does. And I think that, you know, even in my own experience, you know, as a leader, I feel like I have um, a responsibility to be an example to those that I'm leading. So even though I may have had uh, leaders in the past who gave me that impression, it was coming out of their own insecurity and what they weren't dealing with. So for me as a leader, I think it's important to Number one, as we mentioned, name the condition, talk about it, be honest about it and address it so that I can be an example of someone who is rejecting that idea of perfection. I joke about that saying, you know, I broke up with perfection and I deleted, I deleted him from my social accounts. He's not in my phone anymore, you know, treating it like a boyfriend that's over. <laughs> yeah, well, I love that. And I think as more women occupy senior positions. Uh, and it, it will become easier for women to envision success. Um, and I, I do think that we'll see less of this. I'm, I'm sure you agree with that. I, I hope so. You know, I think um, there's a there's a really famous book called Mindset by um, Dr. Carol Dweck. I don't know if you've ever read it, but I highly recommend it. And she in Mindset, she talks about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And in the fixed mindset, Perfection is a big deal. You know, it's all about, you know, being perfect, measuring ourselves uh, against standards that may be true or may not be true. And it's very limiting. It really takes away that drive and that desire to break out of that really fear based syndrome. In a growth mindset, we just look at everything as learning, you know, so it's just a matter of what am I learning today? You know, and I, I deal with this on a regular basis. In fact, it was ironic because whenever I'm speaking about a topic, it seems like, you know, it comes up for me right around the time when I'm going to start talking about it. And yesterday, I just woke up with this kind of uneasy feeling. And I'm doing a lot of new things in my business right now. Everyone is. Look at this world that we're living in right now. It's not just the technology but it's also, you know, how we're conducting our lives, you know, how the channel is functioning and changing. So many of us are, are really living outside of our comfort zones today. And so with the imposter syndrome, you know, the scramble is I need to learn something more. I need another certification. You know, I, I can't speak up in this meeting because I don't have the authority to do it. And yet, you know, if I can change my mindset to go, you know what? I'm learning today. This is a learning day. And I'm going to be honest about that and invite others to share what they know with me. And in fact, you know, tap into the knowledge of colleagues and people in my ecosystem that fill the gaps for me. Then in the end, we can satisfy whatever the objective is that we're, we're seeking to obtain. Uh, I, I think you're so right. You know, it's, it's crazy to me, but I, I know some people who think that imposter syndrome uh, isn't real. Uh, now, my, my opinion on why they think it isn't real is because a lot of this is about our own mindset, right? And, and sometimes we put the shackles on ourselves, but I think it's a real thing. Clearly, you're thinking it's a real thing. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, is it though the fact that we've got this lack of women in the C-suite and board positions um, 
you know, a driver of, of why this affects women more than men. Well, that plays a big part in it because, you know, when we can't see others like us, it makes us feel isolated once again and vulnerable. And that's the issue, right? And so you mentioned earlier, Michelle, and it's true, you know, we are starting to see that change a little bit. I mean, the needle hasn't moved nearly as much as we would have hoped in the last 10 years. But the more role models that young women have and that we have ourselves, um, that makes a difference because when we can see others like us who are functioning really well and contributing and being a part of in that C-suite, you know, it just gives us that confidence that we can do it too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I went through something in my career, um, actually not too many years ago, um, before I took on the president and CRO role at, at Star to Star, in fact, um, you know, we, we actually brought on another CRO and president um, previous to me after our founder, one of our founders had left to start his own company. And, you know, I didn't put my hand up at that time to say, hey, I'd like to be considered. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that was a little bit of imposter syndrome for myself, mm-hmm. even though I had been running the entire back office and marketing. Um, but I didn't put my hand up. It wasn't until uh, the board and the CEO came to me and asked me to take that role. Um, did I say yes? Um, so, you know, even for I, someone who I think outwardly comes across as quite confident, um, even I've dealt with that level of imposter syndrome uh, in, in my past. So, you know, I clearly know that it's a very real thing. Um, I'm hopeful that I'm I'm breaking down those barriers for my organization and for my partners. Um, because I think, you know, when it comes to partner growth, a lot of times I see my partners self-limiting themselves with, I can only work in my geography or I can only scale my business so far because they don't believe in themselves and in the power of what uh, they can build. So, you know, you've obviously worked in a partner ecosystem for a long time. Um, Do you have any words of wisdom? And I know I'm really just throwing this at you. Uh, with regards to, you know, how partners should think about, you know, imposter syndrome and how do they get over it, whether it's a sale or growing their business or, uh, you know, bringing on uh, additional team members. You know, what are your thoughts? Well, first, I want to say thank you, Michelle, for saying yes, when that leadership team came to you. And, you know, that took a lot of courage. And even though you knew in your heart that you could do the work, you know, to step out and take the risk, so to speak, you know, has made you, you have become a role model. And the fact that you're doing this podcast and talking about this and, and sharing, you know, that it wasn't something that you initiated is shows humility as well. And I think those, that courage and humility are two incredible principles that are necessary in a good leader. So thank you for giving us that demonstration. Let me start there. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. And then secondly, I would say, you know, answering to answer your question, you know, one of the things that I believe in that's really important comes from, you know, the sages from many years, you know, all the way back to Aristotle, he said, know thyself, you know, it's written on the entrance to the temple at Delphi. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is uh, self-esteem is the artwork that rests on the pedestal of self-knowledge. 
And we know today that self-awareness is a huge uh, issue. It's part of emotional intelligence, right? Which really makes a difference in how successful people are. So one of the things that I've always tried to do with my partners is to help them know themselves better, take an inventory of their business and of you know what makes them good leaders. And there's so many good tools out there to do this. Um, you know, whether you're going back to some of the older, uh, older tools like the um, the Myers Briggs or you know the Clifton Strengths Finder, you know, but there's there's lots of great tools out there that can really help uh, a business leader learn about what makes them tick, where are their strengths, and how can they build on those things? How can they look at um, minimizing the let's say the the negative, because really, I believe that our, our weaknesses, so to speak, or what holds us back are really um, attached to our strengths, just getting distorted and out of whack. So for example, I know that for me, being, being strong and articulate and getting across my ideas is something that is really powerful for me personally. But when I get under stress, or I'm feeling like an imposter, it can turn into being blunt or overly candid. And then, you know, then I become a stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. So learning that little bit about myself helps me to stay focused on it and, you know, take that asset and put it in the right direction. And if we can apply those, um, those principles to the practical aspects of running our business, then I think we'll have better insight on who we put in the right chairs. I mean, we know that's super important, right? If we, if we can know ourselves and what our gaps are and then understand that about the people who are working for us, not only will I think we help them guard against imposter syndrome themselves, but we can build a stronger organization. We've got people doing what they do well. I love that, Nancy, and and I think you've just articulated it so for our partners. Uh, I, I I honestly can see a reflection of a lot of things that you've gone through uh, yourself in that self reflection in myself, right? <laughs> and you know how do you um, really self inspect and figure out those things that you know again when put in the right place are a strength, but when under stress or tired or where, where, what have you, you know, really can hold you back. Um, you know, it, that was just, it, that's pretty profound to me. So um, really, really um, appreciate you sharing that. And this is why I'm doing this podcast uh, series, frankly, this is the kind of um, great advice. Um, and, and I love you have really talked about this in terms of looking at an imposter syndrome as something where it's just an opportunity for us to look at ourselves for self-improvement. And, and I, I think that that's just awesome. Great. Yep. I, I think, you know, we've covered so much uh, in a short time in this episode. Um, do you have any final thoughts, things you'd want to share um, uh, additionally with, with our listeners today? I would just say that, you know, in the context of what we were just discussing, that we can view, we can kind of take that and say, let's just view imposter syndrome as another extreme. 
as, you know, being a fixed mindset that's tied to other people's opinions of us rather than the truth about us. And, you know, difficulty or the risk of failure, you know, is not a final thing when we have that growth mindset that just invites us to use every experience that we have to learn and to build relationships and bring people around us that help make us better and our organizations better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Nancy. Again, this has been so enlightening. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and share with your coworkers and friends and partners. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Nancy, for the great discussion. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was great. Thank you. Thank you.